I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we the Connected Experience. Hey, bro, what's the Connected Experience? The Connected Experience where we take two people from two different walks of life who went down the same path. We connect those individuals and hope that they do business together. But like I said, lately we've been doing like special interviews and today we got a real special guest. But before we get into the guest, bro, do you got a book pick for the episode? Yeah, I got a book pick of the episode. The book pick of the episode for me is actually Pimp the Story of My Life by Iceberg Slim. Iceberg Slim, that book was published in 1969. This book is a deep, gritty look into this, uh, what real pimping is. If anybody know or read any Iceberg Slim books, you already know how it is. So in Pimp, the story of my life, he tell you how it was growing up in Chicago in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. And fans of true Pimping and true game will appreciate this. You got a term you need to know? Yeah, I definitely got a term you need to know, and it's based on the guests we have today. The term you need to know is legacy. Legacy is a noun. Anything handed down from the past as from an ancestor or predecessor. Why is that uh, significant? Because everybody should want to leave some type of legacy with their life. I have a really common name, and I always battle back and forth with my daughter. She's seven. Like, you my legacy because my name is so common that it don't matter what I do, good or bad. The name's so common, it's going to get mixed up in the wayside. Our guest today, though, his name isn't that common. And if you hear the name, when you hear the name, you're going to understand why we picked Legacy. So we sitting here today with Suge Jacob Knight. Go ahead and introduce yourself. What up, what up, what up, y'all? Thank you for bringing me out to the Connect Experience, SJAJ. You know what I'm saying? One more time, my name is Suge Jacob Knight, a.k.a. Guapo Mr. Macho. Guapo. I just dropped this, uh, my album, Guapo 2. That's out on all platforms. And, you know, I'm glad, I am feel good to have some people from Detroit. You know, shout out to my boy Gino Cash and my D- Detroit family. You know, and I'm out here in L.A. So let's get started. So, yeah. So basically, um, we gonna get into the projects because you actually have another project that you released before uh, Guapo 2. But let's talk about your early life growing up. Like where you grow up, where you from? Like, well, wait a minute. Before that, I said legacy. So I mean, well, if what anybody heard the name, you know, yeah. what legacy are you carrying on? Carrie, so you know, everybody knows my, my pops, the founder of Death Row Records, Marion Suge Knight, you know, Marion Hugh Knight, um, Big, a.k.a. Big Suge. You know, he out right now, he's in um, downtown L.A. County, and we about to get ready to go to trial in September. You know, free Suge from my pops. But um, the name carrying over, it's in my blood and genetics, man. And, you know, um, he looked at my mother because my mother was going to name me Hassan before. Okay. And he okay. actually. That's actually our big brother name. Yeah, my big Word. brother name, Hassan. Yeah. yeah. Hassan, that's crazy. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. crazy. You know, it's a powerful name. You know, it's a good name. But, um, like, you know, he looked at my mom and he was like, now we're going to name him Suge because, you know, he's going to carry that weight. And that, that's what he, and I feel like today, to 2018, while everything has been going on, you know, I've really been living up to my name. Okay, okay. So now let's talk about your early life. So where, where did you grow up? We in L.A. Where did you grow up in L.A.? Growing up, so growing up, I kind of grew up all over L.A. Because that's because, the reason why is because I had, you know, drastic changes in my life you know okay. i'm not like how these typical dudes be like oh i grew up in the hood no i'm a real dude so you know i grew up in a really really know you know in a nice area you know, okay yeah and raised and, and there's was, nothing wrong with that since your wrong people with that did put the no, work in for sure that you know i was born with you know like they say a, a kid with a, a baby with a metal spoon in their mouth silver, or something spoon. Like that. silver spoon you know what i'm saying i've been called all kind of shit like that but you know transitioning over i had it all Taken away too Because okay. you know my, my father You know like After his bankruptcy And everything yeah. That's when real life Came to me And right. that's when I think that's what Made me who I am today Okay Now we speaking About your father But your mom Is actually somebody too Who is your mom Oh my mom Yeah my mother She's She knows uh, Stormy Ramden Yeah you know? 
see if we went to Crenshaw High School. You know, she was about to go to Fitham, but he didn't go, you know, because she met my father. Yeah. Back in, uh, I don't know when, like 90, 92 or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't thought of yet. Yeah, because you, you how? What year were you born? 95. I was okay, born 95. Yeah. Right around the height of uh, what me and my brother like to call some of the best years in music between 95 and roughly 2002. And of course, Death Row was responsible for a lot of that. So let's get into you. Yeah. You said you, uh, you grew up all over LA. You was a high school athlete, right? Yeah. So growing up, you know, and I didn't go to any other high school. You know, I've, everybody thought I was going to like, you know, them private schools, you know, and all that. Yeah. Crespi, Notre Dame, you know, them white schools. Yeah. Nah, man, I actually went to a good school in the program, and that was actually Crenshaw High School. Yeah. You know, a lot of people know that school out in NWA, and it's off Crenshaw 54, bro. And I'm spent most three of my years, really four, but you yeah. know, I transferred late. I ain't gonna count that. Okay. You know, three of my years in, in the hood over there, and, and it ain't like I try to be where I'm not. For one, I grew up over there. That's back. That's really my background. My mom really grew up in in the Crenshaw District area, and my father grew up in the Compton area. So okay. I got the best of both worlds. Right. And now, when you say the best of both worlds, what do you mean by that? I mean the best of both worlds. It's like obviously it is what it is. You know, like my pops. You know, his background's more Paru, okay, blood background. My mother is you no know, Crip affiliated, and that's why who I am today is just yeah. Kind that's of really a mixture of both. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. See, yeah. when it comes to where we from, like gang banging is not. It's not like like how it is in LA. Like you know, in LA, like you was born in it. So like, yeah, yeah but it's not. And we, that's true though. That's true. I learned that from the dudes I went to school with. They yeah. born in it. And yeah. just like how it's some dudes who all of a sudden they get into it. I'm not gonna get into that because I don't know that lifestyle. Right. But and there's no just, reason to. I know of it though. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what sport did you play? I sp- I played football. Okay. Well, what position did you play? I was a tailback, running back at Christian High School, number you, twenty-five. You got some records. You broke some records up there. I broke some. I broke my own personal records up there. I, I actually um, with the two thousand fourteen championship. You know, Division One. That was us. I actually got an um, academic scholarship to Fisk University. My verbal scholarship came from Harvard University. That's what kind of put me on the map of Crenshaw. It was uh, Jacob Knight chooses Harvard, so you can still look at that up. So I had my own accolades out there, and just going to that school and then making some. I got some real brothers over there. Yeah. You know. It's just that's a real personal experience. I love. I'll never forget. So, so Harvard, like, what, yeah, that was that's how. So what? What made you decide to verbally commit to Harvard? But then what made you decide not to go? Oh man, so no, I wanted to go. As soon as I wanted to go, I wanted to go. But you know, at the time, it kind of it kind of taught me a whole lot. Because you're like, yeah, I went to school. Here I am. I went from, like, you know, the t- it is what it is. Because the schools, the school systems, how they do in, like, Los Angeles, probably not just Los Angeles, but everywhere else, is, you know, the higher, the the, 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 the academics and the teachers are going to be better, take probably more patient with the students within yeah. better communities where compared to like the one in the hood. Right. And I seen that from my own eyes because the first time I walked into Crenshaw High School, I walked in with my mom and I was just like, damn, like, damn, these kids out here, for real, like, I'm like, damn, these kids out here really gambling on, they shooting dice on the on the stairs. I right. couldn't believe it. I was like, whoa. Like some movie it shit. It was some movie shit. Like, yeah. it was crazy. But then like, as I kind of got on, I know what it was. And that Harvard thing, the reason why that, I took that Harvard route is because I sent my highlight tape up to Harvard. Yeah. I sent out to Joe Filipino and he was, he was the, he was the uh, recruiting coach for Los Angeles and Harvard Yeah He came out He actually flew down to Harvard Who also flew down Was Harvard, Yale, and Dartmouth And they okay. all came down For Jacob Knight Yeah And when they came down To Crenshaw High School The whole damn The staff was like What the hell the <laughs> What is League? Harvard doing well, yeah, yeah. What the hell The Ivy League doing Here in the hood You know what I'm saying So like Doing all doing stuff like that Makes me want to just Like that that would kind of made me who I am today yeah, because it yeah. just it, I, ever since then the next year I was a junior when that happened the next okay. year I seen four other kids apply to Harvard and they actually got accepted from your school yeah and they yeah. wasn't even athletes it yeah, was just that's dope they, that's needed, dope. they needed something they visual. needed to see it exactly. that it could happen and yeah. they needed to see that Crenshaw High is actually 
on the map on Harvard's radar. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And so it's, and it's possible. Yeah. But yeah. you but you ended up uh, taking an academic scholarship. Yeah. Fisk Fisk is an HBCU, right? Exactly. So like you know, with the NCAA rules, verbal offers doesn't mean that it's an official offer. It yeah. ain't it ain't nothing official until it's on paper. So yeah. you know, it did, it didn't go through go my way. But then that's when I found Fisk University, and that's in Nashville, Tennessee, and I went yeah. there, and that changed my life too. Right. Yeah. So uh, so you say you got an academic scholarship to Fisk when you got there, you wasn't interested in playing ball. Oh no, Fisk doesn't have a football team. It just, okay. it just, it just, oh, it just it is. straight yeah. academics. Straight no ac- sports period or just football. It, bro, it was no, only sport that I played at Fisk University was soccer, and yeah. I was trying to get. And that's how hungry I was to get a full ride. <laughs> yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That changed, but like you know, going out there and, and doing all that changed me because it's just like here I, I became a role model to some kids back in Crenshaw because right. they're like, damn, he not from out here, but. Shit, man, he 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 kind of went through what we went through, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He he took that risk and went out on by his own. Everybody knew it was just at the time, it was just me, my mom, my little brother, and that's how I kind of be rocking. Yeah. Uh, your little brother, he re- recently converted to Islam, right? Yeah, yeah. I seen, I seen uh, on his own too. Yeah, I seen Napoleon had posted something about that. Yeah, yeah. You know so, so how does your little brother? Sosa, Sosa is 16. 16. Okay, yeah, yeah that's, that's a big step at 16. Yeah. So you get the fist. Mm-hmm. Got to be a major culture shock coming from the West Coast. To, oh, uh, Na- sure. What is it, Nashville? You say Nashville, Tennessee. I think I think uh, yeah. some some people from uh, our high school had went to Fisk, yeah, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Word. Yeah. So when, yeah. So when you get there, what like what's the biggest culture? What's the biggest thing that you notice that's completely different? Like yo, what the fuck? Like you feel? You know. You know. Tell you the truth. Um, shit, bro. Positive black. Positive people, period. But positive black people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it, it is what it is. How here in L.A. You like in L.A. We have it's kind of it's like you it, it fucks you up because you got USC but USC is in the hood right and, and you got people who come from all over and they don't even know that USC is in the hood to right. get there to get there when you go down to Nashville Tennessee you got HBCUs where I feel like California kind of misses and it's like I don't know down in the south because my family's originally from the south they from Vicksburg Mississippi talking about my father's side okay and like it, it, I, that's the reason why I went down there and I kind of just went down there to find myself and going down there I just seen just just, just some type, different type of pride of people you know what I'm saying right just like, to, to be black meant something exactly you know I, that's the first me going down the fist was the first time I met black doctors black lawyers yeah. black man black writers all kind of stuff right yeah. different type it wasn't everybody just an athlete that's when that's what made me kind of be my own rapper that's when I started getting into to rap because I started a group called Dorm Life. Yeah, and it was and the group consisted of my homeboys Jamal. He was from uh, Jamal was from Cleveland. Okay, Ron was from uh, Cincinnati. Okay, my boy, his boy Zay. Zay was my teammate from Crenshaw. He okay. he's, he was the one that took the me and him was like my he's like my brother. Yeah. We so y'all went down there together. We went down there together. Yeah. And then my boy Jalil, he's from San like you know San Bernardino like Riverside area. Yeah. And we kind of just made it like a little brothership and Danlon Fig. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you went down there, you did you graduate? No, I didn't graduate. I didn't graduate only because, and I wanted to so bad. I yeah. didn't graduate because I couldn't afford it. It was, yeah. it, it was what it was. Oh, so you end up not even getting a scholarship? Yeah, I didn't get. A, I got a. I got a partial scholarship. Yeah, they was. I was. I got a partial scholarship. I had. A, I graduated Crenshaw with a three three eight, and then I got to Fisk. They gave me a, a scholarship to maintain a two point oh. Okay. Some easy shit, right? Yeah. I, my first major, I went in there with with a political science major to be a lawyer. Yeah. But at the time, I switched over to be computer science because that's what, my computers is my love. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I I ended up finishing my freshman year with that with just with a three six, yeah. and I was working to get a full ride. And it was hoping, but you know, I think just because you know my name, they probably didn't know my background. They probably felt like I could probably afford it or something like that. Yeah, who, who knows? It yeah. doesn't matter. It's just a life learning experience, and yeah. that's what kept me going today. So the name is actually like a gift and a curse, huh? Yeah, because they think 
and had this perception of your father and then they have a perception of you based on their perception of your father. Facts. Like me and my brother always like to say, uh, like they make your father look like the big bad wolf so mm-hmm. somebody can be a damsel in distress. You understand what I'm saying? I understand exactly what you mean, man. Yeah. And Go ahead, my bad. No, and that's what we say. So that's like, in the long run, that put a perception in people here and you don't get the fair shake. Your name is Should Knight. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you don't get the fair shake. And we're we not cool with that. And that's why we want to have you on and let the people know who like you are. You're own person. Like, you're your own person. You got something going on and we want to share our audience with you and let people know because you also have a Detroit connection earlier you mentioned uh, Gino Cash which yeah. is an artist out our way how, how did that Detroit connection come about? Man th- that came out because I was out in LA you know I came back from Fisk uh, and I started my own label Overnight Entertainment and I was rapping my own stuff and at the time I was just like I, I, I reached out I reached out to Actually his manager Rodney reached out to me He sent me an email Like yo Just check us out bro You know what I'm saying you know, And hear our music And I heard it I'm like damn This is hard like, yeah. I heard of him, him It was a him with track him And uh, at the believe Peasy yeah. And that shit was just going Like, yeah. like I had that shit going All damn day yeah, yeah, And yeah. I'm just like man You know what I need to get the track with you bro and I was, that's what got me hungry To doing the first track Yeah Okay the, uh, the first track That you did with him Was uh Put putting work And that's on uh, The Rise of a Mogul Yeah and my uh, first project I ever put out Was uh, Guapo The Rise of a Mogul You know it was just An independent project Of me just Figuring my own voice My own tone What I want to do with it And shit That one right there Is one of my favorite songs Out So like Since you do music What made you even Go the music route You know that's a great question And Honestly, I think it happened naturally. And what made me go to the music route was when I went to Fisk University. Because when I went, when I left L.A., the reason why I left L.A. was a big deal because a lot of people don't leave L.A. Because like, L.A. is where it's at. L.A. is like where it's at. So a lot of people don't leave L.A. And when I left L.A., it was like the first time I ever like felt free. Right. And I'm like, man, because all before then, when I growing up, my dad and my mom fuck music if music was being yeah. a rap I told my mom I wanted to rap it in high school she was like oh no I'd be disappointed right. I even told my pops he was like, hell no I've been wanting to get the beat machine when I was since the 6th grade yeah. he got me a saxophone yeah. trust me bro it, 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 <laughs> yeah like he tried his best to t- steer me away from it at first because they didn't know but I think now they see, see my talent now yeah. and they hear my music they like oh I'm all for them. Yeah, plus you going out there and you getting it on, on your own. own. Yeah, yeah. And, and they see the and they know I'm doing it on my own because yeah. which I am. I yeah. got it's me and right now I got my crew Angie and her little brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's they we about to go and take over L. A. Yeah, and then shoot starting with you guys too. Yeah. I'm building my network and building my own right. family. Right, and that's what the connected experience is all about. It's about networking. That way, when we in somebody's city and we already dealt with them, we make sure they make sure we straight when they come to the city. Detroit, Detroit, Angster, Romulus, we make sure they straight. We tell them, we put them up on the politics. Hey, it's going down like this over here. Don't go over there. Because yeah. usually when people running through these cities, they, they don't know. Build, yeah. And they're there to build a name for themselves. And it's like, that's how we do it. Like, gotcha. we connect it all around the board. And we just keep adding pieces to our puzzle hmm. to make sure people stay connected and putting people up on the latest. The latest what's the latest. So, uh, who are some of your musical influences? I mean, my musical influence is off tops. You already know my godfather, Tupac, yeah. for sure. And that's because, you know, he, he like, 
after I didn't appreciate his music until I got older, who I am today, yeah. and started listening to my own favorite tracks. Yeah. And like, what's one of your favorites? Favorites, Temptations. I know that's not by by Death Row, but Temptations is my favorite. But off Death Row, All Eyes on Me, we picture be rolling. And, yeah. and the reason why is because that's even my dad's favorite track because it's that that song's really about my pops. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm gonna listen to that to listen yeah, to a different ear. Yeah, yeah, with a different ear. Yeah. Because uh, so we 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 about to be 36. You know what I'm saying? So like uh, we was listening to like Death Row coming up growing up, yeah. and we always say to each other now like we love listening to Pac when we was younger, but we really didn't understand it. And actually, picture me rolling is no All Eyes on Me is the the track that I would uh, reference because when he say the Feds is watching, niggas plotting to get me, and mm-hmm. then you go through it when you 15, 16, you have no clue what the exactly. fuck that mean. But then we got older, we got into some trouble. The Feds is watching, watching. and it's, it's a whole different meaning. Oh, that shit's real. The yeah, that shit's right. Yeah, it's yeah. happening today. Like, right, my yeah. fam- I had to go through. People want to know why my phone number changed every like three or four weeks because man, people trying to take us out. Man, they don't yeah, allow yeah. us to go see. The reason why they don't allow me to see me and my pops is because they feel like we. Or criminals together Or some shit like that no, like, no, I'm no, a son That's like, the yeah. most racist shit Cause yeah. I always got A criminal background You know right. So you, it's you. just like Man here it is look, look this is America Type of shit Like you right. got dudes Dylan Whatever Dylan Roof Who shoot up a whole church He get three months Or whatever They finally get Probably about to give him life Or something And then here is my pops they doing the typical shit Three strike rule They trying to take them out with Yeah California vicious With that three strike rule Oh it was man. made like, to take out black people yeah. Oh no doubt Yeah yeah, yeah. That, that three strike rule So let's get Ooh. into the rise of a mogul That was uh, That was When did that release Last year That release That release actually 2016 2016 okay. It was uh, six tracks And another standout track on there Like I listened to it Before sure. we knew We was gonna get you And all of that Like okay. I uh, we, Appreciate I follow you on Instagram So I'm the type of person If I follow an artist I check them out Yeah There's no reason <laughs> yeah, not to say, Like I check them out but another uh, track that stood out was a uh, flashy and cocky with Rico the Jew. Yeah. Is Rico really Jewish? Rico ain't Jew. Rico ain't no Jew. Rico, uh, Rico is from uh, he's from New York too. He yeah. cool, cool, cool cat, cool dude. But like flashy and cocky, man, that was just that was my, my that was my angle to be the, like the top song. That was yeah. like you know off the moment you know I wanted to be a writer and I was like man this shit gonna, one of these little new rappers gonna love this shit like yeah. this flashy and cocky shit. Oh okay okay so you set out to just write music? Yeah for sure because. Yeah. I at the end of the day, I I know the behind the scenes of music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like being an artist, being an artist is just like that's a whole different type of work. You know, like yeah, sacrifices yeah, yeah. and all that. And yeah. You know, you get you you, you mostly even get your bread based off the performances. You know, because yeah. when people fail to realize as an artist, you think of yourself as think of think of yourself as as um, as an investment or like your your idea going to labels to be invested in right because you look how labels say in today they in like Interscope they're not probably pretty looking at anybody unless they got a crazy following yeah. right and they ain't looking at people who don't need them like today you exactly. don't need them you don't yeah, it, exactly. it's a big that's difference a, that's the real ugly truth about it is that you don't really need these major labels or major people right you, you not saying you don't but there's ways it's levels they want you, you can, more than, yeah. than you need compared them to the now. 90s yeah, how yeah. like there, there ain't there aren't any gatekeepers compared into the 90s right it's and, definitely levels that you can make it to before a label like correct. no I'm, I need this much like a lot of people do especially in the bay they do it really big in the bay like that like yeah. you make your own living cause you put the work in exactly. and uh, stuff like that so you got Guapo 2 now which is 8 tracks so you stepped it from 6 to 8 yeah. uh, you got who, who producing on these who, who, who you working so with so I get them from my very various producers I I buy them out 
You know what I'm saying? It is what it is because it's like I got to go out and I shop with them. I, I go and contact them. They they send me their stuff. All right, cool. You got pay. You got to pay to get the sound. Right. So right. it is what it is. Yeah. And then the lyrics is all me. Yeah. So I go and do that. Okay. So you got internet gangsters. Mm -hmm. What's what what prompted that? Internet gangsters. Internet gangsters prompted that because uh, Daz Dillinger, <laughs> this nigga DM me at eight in the morning. Yeah. Out of nowhere, all because I came for him for for only posting about my pops while he in jail. And it's like, bro, don't come from my family, bro, or don't even speak speak about my pops. Really, don't speak about my mom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't know her, and lady, oh boy, you don't. I don't do no lying on no shit like that. Yeah. And really, that just some internet gangster shit. You yeah. on you DMing me eight o'clock in the morning, nigga. You really is mad and. Yeah. I don't know. It's just that whole song is just like he talking about whack music. My nigga, go play, bang that shit. Nigga, everybody loves internet gangsters, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's actually how you got up on them, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah I actually got up on that because I follow both of y'all. But see, I always thought the overnight entertainment was you with artists. Uh -huh. So then when I seen like you and Dad's going back and forth, I hit my brother like, dog, what 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 is going on? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, and no, then I told him like, oh no, dog, he, he do rap. music. Yeah, yeah. And, then, yeah. and, then, and yeah. I said like, what was crazy about that is. From the outside looking in, like you a young kid, like you still trying to find yourself, and then dash you are OG. So if anything, I don't, you don't, you don't engage like that. With, 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 you know what I'm saying? With yeah. so it's like, man, that's crazy. Like of course, anybody who a fan of the label is a fan of Daz from the production tip, from the music tip, and for me to see that, I'm like, damn, man, like that's that's crazy. Like just because. You, you standing up for your family, like, and that's I'm back to legacy. Like, up, like, you gotta stand up for your legacy and your family name. Because I'm pretty sure if it was the opposite, Daz would do the same. If you was just talking crazy about Snoop or you was talking crazy about Daz, he would say something to you. So of course you go say something to him. So I, I hope y'all will be able to get that worked out. Only time. Oh yeah, I ain't, it ain't, I, ain't, I ain't got no beef with no Daz, man. I, that, for one, his, he already had his time. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He his time was older than me. I'm 22. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I'm in a whole. My, I'm in my time now I'm, right. I'm more I kind of did the internet gangsters Because it's like I'm speaking up for the new rappers Because you know You know how these OGs They be trying to Joe Button us You know what I'm saying <laughs> Maybe I hear like, Oh they, they, they doing this type of music No, no, no homie. And, and you know what I don't understand about that Not to cut you yeah. off But my nigga, y'all was doing the same, same thing. Y'all was doing y'all, and the older motherfuckers are saying, "What ain't hip hop? What is hip hop?" Like, bro, come on, man, chill on these niggas. Let when these they, niggas get their money. When they was man. making doing that shit, they're like, "Oh, that ain't music." They didn't call it hip hop. They didn't call it music back then. Now today, what it is is the problem is hip hop is the number one music that's being made today. Yeah, and it, and we got a bigger problem than any other black people beefing about, about music because to keep to be real. These white boys, they could just say the, the most basic shit and right. get off. And you and know what I think it is, though? It's just the truth. <laughs> I think them old niggas, man, they they mad that the young boys really getting that bread, man. Yeah, because yeah, they, really capitalize they, they, they capitalize it. They capitalize it because a motherfucker be... 21 dropped three songs and he he's sitting on a couple million and you still trying to you a old nigga man you got your fan base you can't get mad that the kids is loving kids like what do you expect you 45 years old we not talking about nobody in particular I'm just no, saying no, Andrew, yeah. you 45 years old trying to be 21 no man they gonna follow a 21 year old right <laughs> yeah, you, you feel, feel what I'm saying like, like, you know, I'm like it ain't all new like that you know what I'm saying cause history repeats itself like just like how sipping lean ain't, ain't new, new to y'all yeah, that ain't new to y'all y'all been sipping that 
smash. Y'all did. Yeah. Y'all been popping pills. It's just y'all look at us like, what the fuck? Why they doing the hard ass drugs? But them niggas was smoking crack though, man. Yeah, some of them niggas came up. I mean, look look at these niggas' name, Big Daddy Kane. What what you thought that was about? You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying Kane was smoking crack, but in that era, they was doing they drugs. They was it's the exact. You're right. It's the exact same thing. Just a drug of choice to change, man. So let's get into slime shit. What take us take take me down the road to when you was making slime shit. Slime shit. Okay, so slime shit came in down the line when I'm. Well, all of Guapo 2, Guapo 2 was all now, like, it was all premeditated. Like, yeah, all, yeah. like, I had it. What I did is, before I even heard the beat, I just wrote a picture. Yeah. So, slime shit, I just thought, like, slime shit is, man, we're going to, you know, all these dudes nowadays, I know everybody about to start saying slime and shit, you know, yeah. and that's a cool word. I like to say this shit, too. Yeah. And, man, you know, I'm like, so slime shit, this is about to be a, like, like, a, like a, like a turned up, yeah. you know, turned up anthem song, you know what I'm saying? So that's where it kind of came from and really it's just low-key little lifestyles like yeah. we live in. Yeah, and then you got a big title on there, man, Ambitions as a Rider, man. Ambitions as a Rider, oh, that's, that's a real one. So Ambitions as a Rider, I, I, I really wrote that for my pops because I okay. really felt how I felt because it, it is what it was, you know? Yeah. It is my ambition as a writer, not yeah. just for him, but just for my you family. Are. Yeah, so what's next for you? What's next? I'm working on a whole nother project coming out already. I, yeah. I, I keep it. I'm keeping it going. This yeah. 2018. I'm all into my music and I'm all in heavy into myself. Okay. Now, when you say you're working on a whole nother project, is it already done? Is it in? Like, how far along are you? Oh no, no, no. It's not already done. I'm just poorly, like you know, I'm picking up a couple songs because I just dropped this, this album. That yeah, that yeah. Wapo too kind of. It's not even. It's not even a month. Oh, yeah, out yeah. yeah. So, but this one, it's already. I'm already like three songs in. Yeah, but you're just getting it ready. So, yeah. how long are you gonna let that Wapo two breathe before you actually put a, another project out? I'm gonna let it breathe. Just you know, the same same route as 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 a major label will do it. I kind of got good timing. I give yeah. it to myself and how I market. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I got good numbers. As I've been told, I got good numbers. I choose good numbers to, like, to drop stuff. Okay, okay, cool, cool. And then working with other artists, what you got going on with that? Working with other artists? Here? You know, that's a great question. Um, I'm thinking going major with it, and I'm thinking, like, just shocking the world with some shit. Because, I, like, after this Guapo 2, I, like, I got some pretty major people, like, reaching out to me, like, damn, bro, I didn't know you was this fucking raw. Like, what's up, bro? Like, let's get you on this. Let's start this. New yeah. Death Row. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that's I'm gonna let y'all assume what's up, but like yeah. you know, shit's 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 popping. So we go hit you with a connection because with the connection connected experience, we like to connect everything and connect the dots and connect people. So back when your dad, you remember uh, Death Row Underground? Yeah. He he sent us a letter to deal with Death Row Underground, but it just never came to fruition but he had sent us a letter and everything and that was like one of the big highlights for when we used to do music Word. so you know what I'm saying we feel uh, good having you here and seeing you keeping the legacy going even while doing your own thing because yeah. you are doing your own thing yeah. a lot of people might think you just should son but you're not and you're proving that and you're showing that and we uh, we appreciate that so before you go on here and get up out of here uh, give your uh, social media and where you can be or, contacted or, what, what's the end goal before you get out of here like what's the real end goal like us because it's overnight entertainment i know a lot of people all day oh you always Everybody. gonna be death row but like oh, yeah, yeah. For no, overnight no, no, entertainment no. Like, what's your to end be, goal to be real no i'm not death row you know yeah. death row is that's my father that's dre and that's all them you know yeah that's that's their era like me yeah. i'm overnight i'm overnight entertainment yeah and that, that's just who i am i'm sure jacob knight yeah and i'm just you know independent i'm a good person yeah and I, I, and I love to make music and i love to do business yeah 
Yeah, and that's dope that you say, no, I'm not death row. Yeah, that's, I'm them. That's why I that's said them. you're always going to be death row because <laughs> yeah. I wanted to, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I wanted yeah. you we to want say you that to let yourself. the people know, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, like, nah, that death row is them. Now let death row have its, you know, let it be, have its time. You know, yeah. I don't, you know, I'm like, right now, the trend is right now, like for today, is, you know, bringing it back all the old stuff. But, you yeah. know, that don't mean, I always think of it like this. If Tupac wasn't thinking like, oh, nigga, I'm trying to be the next this Tupac never said that you know yeah. and that's why I don't, that's why when people come at me they're like oh nigga I'm the next Tupac I'm the next this I kind of only already get off of that because it's yeah. like you already limiting yourself you know right. what I'm saying and the great things that you would be able to do as an artist or a producer or, or a CEO or a label owner you got the blueprint it looked like you hit it in the right direction uh, any contact information if any artist wanted to reach out to you send you some material Bro, so yeah over O-V-E-R night K-N-I-G-H-T E-N-T at gmail.com Okay, and then my Instagram is you know Shug S U G E J from Jacob from my middle name, so Shug J Knight K N I G H T. Okay, on Instagram, and I okay. follow everybody. You know, I, I look at all my messages. I look at everything. Yeah, because yeah, because that's actually how we connected. I said exactly. to my brother, like, "Oh, we going to L A. We got to get uh, Shug Jacob on there." And then we just been in communication, and we appreciate that. We know you got to get out of here, man. We appreciate your yeah. time. So, uh, like we always say, every connection start with an introduction. Get out there, introduce yourself, meet some people, and uh. I I want for my brother what I want for myself. Yeah.